Welcome to I Am Energy Radio. I am your host, Becca Crow. Join me each week to transform your energy and balance your chakras. From guided meditations, magical guests, and chats to elevate your energetic awareness, you will gain knowledge and tools to take with you throughout this lifetime. It's time to shift your energy and come back into alignment this week on I Am Energy Radio. Welcome back to another episode of I Am Energy. It's been some time since I've put out an episode, so working on bringing it back. I'm now back in Canada after a really magical last six and a half months between Tulum and then was in Guatemala for a few weeks. And so now that I'm back in Canada, I brought back a guest with me, Tony. Hello. Hello. <laughs> <laughs> um, we met in Tulum, and from the first time we started talking, it was like very clear that we both have been on very interesting spiritual journeys, and yours is one that I've never heard anything like before. Do you want to share a bit more about it? First of all, thanks for having me on the show. Oh, your first podcast ever. Is it a show or not? What, yeah, you? it's like a show. Okay. Yeah, uh, yeah thanks. thanks for having me here. So what prompted my awakening is when I was 12 years old, my dad passed away. Uh, suddenly just dropped dead his birthday was on valentine's day and actually passed away on the same day he was 38 years old there was no cause of death i couldn't find one thing wrong with him so yeah that was a well it's never really settled me but it's definitely tough at the time to take i could not uh, speak about it for three years if somebody mentioned his name i just had to leave the room yeah so that was a tough time and i first saw my father's spirit when i was 18 but i used to party so I put it down to hallucinations. And then fast forward to three years ago when I was 33, I had a really big spiritual awakening. I was married at the time and my wife suggested, well, she'd actually been for the Reiki herself. She suggested Reiki would be really good for me. So I thought, why not? I didn't know what Reiki was, energy healing. I was new to all this. So I thought, well, I can give it a try. And I opened, sorry, the lady opened the door and she went, well, fuck me, you are very, very spiritual. I said, oh, no, no, I'm not. She goes, believe me, you are. Oh, so it wasn't an argument, but it was like, I said, no, no, I'm definitely not. She goes, I'm fucking telling you, you are. So, okay, went in, didn't end up having Reiki done. So I spent the next two hours upset. She says to me, you question death, which obviously, what happened with my dad? I always thought, what's life all about? Him being taken at a young age. And I kept thinking, if you get 60 or 70 good years, yeah, what, what, what's life all about? What are you working towards? And I just didn't really get life at that point. So, and another thing she said to me, when you leave here, I want you to write down the first thought. When you wake up, as soon as you open your eyes, write down your first thought for the next two weeks and just see what comes to you. So I did that after I left. So, so anyway, we, we was there for, yeah, I was there for two hours, really upset did a lot of talking a lot of realizations so this was on the friday i went home and then on the sunday night i was laid in bed about 11 p.m i'd not had a drink or anything and i looked up and there was my wife's deceased grandmother above the bed in 3d and i was like what the fuck i looked to the side of the bed where the chest of drawers was sorry the bedside table and my father was a bright white light in 3D, only to his torso. And then I looked at the end of the bed and there were six people 
it like 3D uh, stood in a circle talking and I was like fuck me I've lost my mind so have you never seen anything like that before? no never experienced well obviously I'd seen my dad when I was 18 previously partying though so you didn't put well yeah I put that down as um, just hallucination and then after that I ran downstairs and downed a bottle of wine so the morning after I woke up about 6am and I was thinking right I need to ring this Reiki lady and find out what the fuck's going off so I got in touch with her about 7.30 oh no sorry 9 no about 9.30 and I said what the fuck you done to me she said what so I explained what had happened she goes I thought it was this but I didn't want to put words into your mouth and ever since that night I've been able to sense spirit, see spirit, hear spirit. Yeah, like you can, it's crazy actually, like what you even kind of opened me up to in this world, because I know I've blocked a lot and I've still blocked a lot because it's kind of freaked me out when I was younger, but like it's it's so crazy that just, that just, it just turned on for you and it's nothing that can change. And especially like you had a background that was complete opposite of all this spiritual stuff before that and it changed your life forever. So yeah, I went down tons of rabbit holes met some amazing people along along the way yeah some really gifted people who's gave me a lot of help and guidance but i've also learned this is my journey not anybody else's and it's up to me to figure it out and nobody else can do that for me i suppose yeah no totally and i think that's a big thing in the healing space when it comes to healing ourselves awakening releasing things and really coming into our own power is we seek out these different healers, we seek out different practitioners, we seek out others thinking that they can be the ones who change us, but ultimately there are guides and I think it's important to go with the people who resonate with you um, because they're all here to teach us things, but ultimately like we can only be the ones who help ourselves. Yeah, for sure. So my healing journey started after that, ended up moving to the sunny island of Ibiza, which people know Ibiza as being a party island, which it is for sure. But it's also a very spiritual island. The energy there is incredible. Very similar to when I moved to Tulum. Again, met some great people there. I'd never done yoga before. And my first yoga got introduced to Tantra yoga, which... <laughs> <laughs> so different than like a regular like vinyasa yoga class. Yeah, so I went to the north of the island and yeah, I did Tantra yoga. It was uh, an eye-opener for sure. When I was there, the lady said, like, just do some free movements. And I kept wanting to, like, laugh because I'm an ex-rugby player. And I thought if my friends could see me now. And then halfway through, she asked us to uh, put his hands in between his legs and make, it like, a tiger sound roar. And I'm, like, I think to myself, I can't do this. I'm, I was blocking myself, thinking, no, no. But I thought I'm going to laugh again, which I didn't. And then, yeah, I just thought, like, well, I'm here. Let's, let's do the roar. So I went... Did the raw really loud? <laughs> How'd it feel? Yeah, good. Yeah, like different, but good, yeah. Yeah, I think there's so many practices that, I mean, we know we've been introduced to while on this journey in Tulum and other places that we've been, but like regular society sees all this stuff is weird, but really like that practice is like letting out energy, letting out your power, letting yourself just be you. But like we live in such, I feel like a judgmental society and like 
well, you're from the UK, like, here in North America, that, like, a lot of these things, like, we see, like, yeah, as you said, like, imagine my friend saw me do this, or, like, I can't do that, like, what would others think of me, and this whole journey really is about, like, really becoming your own and your own power and your own confidence. Yeah, for sure, obviously, back then, I was worried probably what people thought about me and doing different things, but now I'm totally free, I'm in my own power, and I'm always happy to try new things. Did some mushrooms when I was in Ibiza, which really opened my eyes. Uh, different Reiki sessions, shamanic healing through different practitioners. And yeah, like I said, met some really, really great people who was gifted in their in their own way. Yeah. Well, okay, I, I don't know if this is what you want to talk about, but I want to bring up, and we don't have to talk about it if you don't want to, but you are currently training um, and working on your mediumship abilities. And it's something that I just find so fascinating because that's one a gift that I don't believe I have and so like experiencing the things that have come through with you I'm just like it's it's so incredible like from my grandpa coming through and him telling you about a leak at my parents house to let him know that it was him like that like no one would know about or uh you did a Reiki session on me a couple weeks ago and my other grandpa came through that I've never told you about his name was George and you you're like do you know a George? And like my jaw dropped to the ground and the details that were coming through about him, about my dad, about their wedding, about all these things, like what what really prompted this whole like mediumship journey? Good, great question. Well, obviously the awakening prompted it to start with and the way I can see spirits, I can see them with my eyes open through my third eye. I can feel them, I can talk to them. Yeah, I've been luckily enough to have been given all the senses, but yeah, it's been a very, very testing three years, really. I think myself and other people thought I'd lost the plot, especially my mum and my auntie. But then after seeing different people, getting information from other people about my deceased family and people who's passed, yeah, my mum thought, yeah, it must... Not, not saying necessarily didn't believe me, but just obviously when I tell people what I see and how spirit comes to me, it's, it's, it's pretty unheard of. So yeah, I'm a sort of person, I'm a, I've got to see something to believe it, so I, I get that whatever people are the same. But yeah, it's, it's, been, it's been tough, but definitely now I'm on a good path with it all. So it's definitely been an interesting journey that you've been on and um, as far as like the energy healing and the mediumship, that's a big part of your life now that you're working on so that in your own training and stuff so that you can start helping others. But also you went from, you know, being an engineer to a full-time like entrepreneur. You made a lot of changes in your life where you had to like kind of like set boundaries, overcome people pleasing and things like that to really get to a place that you feel confident and comfortable doing these things now. And like, what would you say to others who are looking to also do their own things, this could be in any area of life. Well, I'll be perfectly honest with you. I didn't even know what a boundary was until a few years ago. I, yeah, people pleasing all my life, always helping others, of which I got a massive amount of enjoyment from that. But then I did realize that was all where my energy was going and I was exhausted all the time. And it took me a long time to realize that it's mainly your family and friends who are the biggest energy takers from you. So yeah, I'd start setting, luckily I moved away from where I used to live, so it wasn't as accessible to help people as much, which that gradually stopped me 
I'll always be there for family and friends and I'm never going to change that but I do things now on my terms when I want to help people rather than somebody just people pleasing and I get more enjoyment from it now even more so when it's on my terms not when somebody else is coming in or wanting me to do something it's when I give my energy towards that yeah for sure yeah, well, it's also interesting because, like, I know, like, when I talk to a lot of other people, too, and just in general, even myself, it's something I've had to overcome, and really, people-pleasing and that lack of boundaries is kind of like a trauma response, and so um, we can bring that power back to ourselves. There's so much healing that gets involved with that, and really, no can be a full answer, not having to feel bad about it when something's not aligned with you and your energy, but that doesn't mean you can't be helpful to others still. Oh, of course, but you've got to do, you've got to be selfish sometimes, which I have learned and make sure you're only giving your energy from a full cup not if your cup's only half full yourself mm. you need to be giving your energy when you, yours is overflowing if not you're just going to be depleted all the time totally something that i'm really big in and like i know we've talked about a lot is like energy protection so obviously having boundaries but then actually doing energy protection and um what has that journey been for you when i first had my awakening everybody's always talked about protection I'll be honest with you, it's not something I've only started putting into practice properly until the last couple of months, which has massively changed my sleeping on the night, things in like my day-to-day life. I'll be honest with you, I didn't really, I wouldn't say I didn't believe in the protection, but I didn't really understand it, wasn't sure if it would work. And I'm not, I can see really, I openly with my third eye and like my, I can see spirit with my, my eyes as well, but one of the biggest things I have is visualisation. That's one of the biggest roadblocks for me, stumbling blocks. I can't really, if somebody wants me to visualise an orange, I can't, well, yeah, it's a limiting belief, but then it's, it's not something I find easy as vi- visualisation, but I can see a spirit 3D with my eyes open, which I find a bit ironic, to be honest. I think people don't take it that seriously because it's something you can't see. When you start doing it as a practice, like brushing your teeth, uh, like kind of like your energy daily practices, it makes a massive difference on your energy levels. I know for myself, like anxiety, a huge part of my anxiety before came from other people's energy and taking stuff on. So it is something that I would say is one of the most important things in the spiritual sense to be doing daily. Yeah, for sure. And I'm, I've got my practice daily practice nailed now. But again, what I've learned over the last few years, which obviously is massive now, worldwide about the law of attraction words are so powerful thoughts so powerful and when you speak something to existence it appears and then same with your protection it's all about a good daily mantra and just saying the right things and and actually feeling it's like a knowing when you know you put the protection around you are protected Mm -hmm. we live on earth which is free will and you have to you have to say what you want or you have to put it out there in order to actually receive it. So whether that's protection, whether that's the things you're manifesting, or you know, if you're putting out negative thoughts, again, like attracts like, that's what you're bringing back. So it's, it's we have free will of everything. Yeah, for sure. Um, what ended up, like we met in Tulum, we both guided there, which we know is a magical place where things manifest so quickly. But what actually like prompted you to actually move, switch up your life from UK to Ibiza to Tulum? My cousin, <laughs> my cousin's Dan's lived in Ibiza for the last 10 years on and off. And it was back in the UK in 2020. And we'd met up around about, I think, July. Had something, a bite to eat, a couple of beers. And then he, he, he was back in the UK in August. 
And he says, Whitey's come out for a few weeks. And again, like, obviously, I've made some massive change in my life. And I thought, why not? But deep down, my subconscious mind must have known I was going for a lot longer than that because I ended up taking like three suitcases worth of clothes. And then ended up staying there for like 18 months. And the reason why we left Ibiza, because in, in Ibiza in winter, it's pretty grim. A lot of things are closed because it's very seasonal, is the island. And we said we wasn't going to do another winter there. And then that's when we decided, well, we had three locations, Cambodia, Thailand, or Mexico. At the time, because of COVID, you couldn't, it wasn't really easy access to Thailand or Cambodia. So we decided on Mexico. We first went to Playa del Carmen, which we didn't like at all. Very different energy and vibe from Tulum. Yeah, very touristy. And just, yeah, not our vibe. So we thought we will try Tulum. And if we didn't like Tulum, we was going to go to Mexico City. But end up staying in Tulum for six months. Tulum is very magical. You can't, for people who haven't been there, to explain the energy and the manifestation, it's... Well, it's second probably, second to none in the world where I've ever been. But it's the sort of place where it either accepts you or spits you out. A lot of people I know there didn't really like the energy or couldn't, I don't know, just couldn't make Tulum work for them. But it's the same in uh, Ibiza, Spain. It really brings up like your triggers and things that you've been kind of blocking. And yeah, that, I think that's where it can really spit you out or it can make it really uncomfortable if you're not ready to work through it. But I met some great people in Tulum and decided to do the Cambo and the DMT there. Yeah. Which I'd never done plant medicine before in my life, so I was a bit apprehensive. But the two days, so I'd booked in, I was supposed to do the Cambo and DMT the previous year in Ibiza, but met the shaman, great guy, but just doesn't really feel the vibe. And I got introduced to uh, Socrates uh, through a friend in Tulum. He'll be coming on here. We'll bring him on here too. Yeah, absolutely great guy. Great energy. Felt very, very safe. He talked me through the process, what was going to happen, and then decided to book. I booked the session for the morning of Friday the 4th. Of March. Yeah, but previous to this, I was dropping my... On, on the Wednesday, the 2nd, I was dropping my cousin off at the airport. And on the way, the car tyre blew, which I thought, okay... That's just one of them things, but luckily we was as the tire blue was at the side of the place where it fixed tires. I thought this was incredible because if not, we'd have missed his flight. We was messing around changing the tire, so that was divinely guided. Dropped him off at the airport, stayed the night in Cancun, and from the middle like two in the morning, I was up, upset stomach, going to the toilet. Could not. I was like, it's like it's like a pre-purge. Yeah, so I felt shocking. The next day I had to drive back from Cancun to Tulum, which is about an hour and 45, two hours, depending on traffic. And I got halfway near Playa del Carmen and the traffic slowed down. Then a taxi hit me from behind. I'm like, what is happening here? So I'd sit there, because in Mexico, the police, well, luckily the police came and someone from each person's insurance has to physically come out and inspect the car. So obviously we're not sleeping all night, really low on energy, feeling like crap. I'd spend two and a half hours with the police. I just kept saying, can you let me go home, can you let me go? And I didn't get home till about 5.30 back to my apartment in Tulum. And everything in my body was saying to me, you cannot do Cambo and DMT tomorrow. But I thought, no, I need to push on. And then 
the next day, the shaman come, and with Cambo, you have to drink like three litres of water before, within 15 minutes of actually taking the, the medicine. And what is Cambo? It's poison from a frog. Yeah. And how they, so it, the shaman burns your four, five little dots on, like they normally do it on somebody's, like a, a guy, if it's like your arm, or if it's a lady, they're doing it on the ankle. And it's like, the applies a frog poison. And as soon as that went on, I'd, my mind says to me, like, what the fuck are you doing? You need to get this off you now. Cause you, obviously your body, your mind starts fighting the poison. Then after a couple of minutes, you start being sick, which that's obviously the purging. And it's, it's really intense. At, at the time I thought, what the fuck, get this off me now. What are you doing to yourself? But luckily I, 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 fight, I fight that urge to have it taken off and it lasts for about 15 minutes. And then when you come round, you, once it takes it off, it stops immediately, but you're sweating, you, you, you feel like shit. And then you it's have, a major like energetic purge, which is what like societies in South and Central America have been doing for thousands of years. Yes. Yeah, then the DM, I had the DMT about 30 minutes later. And that was like, because I'm very a visual person, that was incredible. So lots of different visualizations. I'd put it down to my higher self. Something higher than me was talking to me all the way through it about, brought some, some insecurities ahead, which um, I knew there was there, but probably like a bit, bit deeper down, bit buried a bit deeper down. It brought through things about my dad, my purpose, and what I'm here to do in this lifetime. Yeah, it's a crazy experience. And like as far as DMT, that is the cambo comes from a frog, and then the DMT comes from a toad. So these are all substances that aren't legal in North America, but are totally legal in these other places. And as I said, have been used for thousands of years. And um, it's interesting because my brother came and did the same thing, and also had a really crazy experience. And for you, and him in his own way, like since doing that, like it's obviously opened you up to your own belief and helped heal some of those insecurities but it's really interesting how it also prompted you to stop drinking alcohol which is something that I also felt very strongly after doing ayahuasca as well. As far as drinking goes I'm not saying never again but yeah it's, it's definitely not something that interests me at the moment or anytime soon. It's of a much again like to each their own like by no means shaming but when you start doing these kind of medicines they're of such a high vibration and alcohol is such a low vibration that it's like your body almost start, begins like rejecting it and that's like the interesting thing is is um we neither of us have actually ever drank since knowing each other like we've never had a drink together but we both individually stopped drinking like just before that journey started um and like for my brother like for him he stopped smoking weed after his experience without even trying to it's really interesting what the medicine does and shows us what we actually need when we when we put ourselves in those situations and actually integrate that knowledge yeah for sure by far the best thing i've ever done yeah it's yeah it's, it's changed my view my outlook on life and yeah it's made me a better person yeah totally i also just want to mention on this podcast i feel like i've talked about plant medicine a lot on here and it's actually not something that I go do like weekly or monthly or anything but it's just like I find I keep talking about it on here because it's like a good platform to actually be sharing it like I think as something that you do like a couple times a year is like incredible to just realign with yourself your purpose your just anything's bothering you like it literally makes you feel like you like return back home in a way that you've never experienced before yeah I, re I definitely recommend it to anybody there's nothing to be scared of no. but make sure you're you're comfortable in your surroundings 
the shaman who's going to be giving you the medicine. Just make yeah, make sure you're in a good place mentally as well. It's I, w- I wouldn't actually necessarily do it if you're in a dark place. You, you want you want to be like in a good mental place, and just yeah, feel. I I actually did it on my own with the shaman, which I I think I liked probably better than personally doing it in a group for my first time. And I was in the my own apartment, so yeah, I knew the surroundings, and I, yeah, I just felt safe. That's that's the one thing I would suggest is yeah. it's really important for you to be you, you feel a good connection with the uh, the shaman, and you feel safe in your surroundings, and you yeah, you feel safe in yourself and in a good place, and then you can just enjoy the medicine and let it take you anywhere to or talk to you, or wants to talk to you, or take you anywhere to take you. But that, yeah, that's what I would suggest is the main thing is comfortable surroundings and just feeling safe. Yeah, it's like not one of those things that you just like. Mm yeah sure I guess I'll just try it like it's something that you really do think out more and you feel into what feels right for you and same with me for ayahuasca I had I I knew for three years I was going to do it but I needed to I needed the invitation to come to me and I knew it would eventually and it took three years for it too and that's when I knew the timing was right but and agreed also that like it is really important to feel safe and I would say like you know before diving in and doing stuff like this even it's understand starting to understand yourself better really sitting with yourself more before just fully diving in because otherwise it can come that kind of like slap you in the face sometimes and give you so much yeah i'd probably say like the the middle gateway thing to try is if you're going to try anything maybe just have like a microdose of mushrooms first yeah. and that that opens you up to it's not the same as dmt or ayahuasca by any means but it's it's, it's like you're dipping your toe in a little bit before you yeah. again doing it in safe controlled environments good energy is like all the biggest thing and again this is just us sharing our experience we're not like saying you need to go do this this is just us sharing the things that have really enhanced our lives and kept us on this path that i don't know drives us towards our purpose so even though we're talking about plant medicine as i kind of mentioned before like in tulum and other places we've had the opportunity to experience so many amazing ceremonies and energy things um, that help manifest help shift our energy outside of you know taking substances and the substances we both like to talk about because it has been a big part of our journey but there's so much that you i feel like we lose so much culture here i know most of my audience is in north america but like we've lost so much of our culture when it comes down to rituals and ceremonies and just like being more intentional with the things that we're doing day to day our words our thoughts everything and that's we're doing like cacao ceremonies which is a major heart opener and you can become more intentional of what you're calling in you know doing releasing ceremonies where you're releasing and intentionally letting go of these things that aren't serving us like that is something that I find when I'm in these other places that offer this is like where I also start feeling so much more like at home peace in my body. And that's what I'm really excited for to be bringing it back here. We're actually going to be hosting, um, if you're in like the London St. Thomas area, uh, at the beginning of June, on June 9th, we're going to be hosting an in-person event where we actually get to like just connect, hold space with each other, like meet like-minded people and start doing some of this energy work that we've both found so useful in our own lives and I think the other thing is too is um you know a place like Tulum or like places like that it brings together a lot more community and I'm I find like when I come back here finding the people who are on the same journey and path is is really comforting and they're the kind of people not to say I don't love hanging out with my other family and friends who aren't on these same paths but like it is very comforting um, when you start connecting with people who understand this stuff on the same level. And I think that's a really big disconnect here right now too. And that's what I'm excited for about the in-person. When I was in the UK, if I ever went somewhere, it would 
generally like a w- populated with women. Ibiza, not as much, but definitely in Tulum, it's just very mixed. A lot of guys go to sound healings, have Reiki, go to these ceremonies. It's a great place to meet like-minded girls and guys. And it's, yeah, it's a great community. And if if you're a guy out there and this interests you, you're like more than welcome to come along or even reach out to me separately. Mm-hmm. Yeah, we'll link your social media below. Yeah, like most of my audience at this point is women listeners, but bring like your partners along. Anybody out there who's been through Awakening, guys or girls, if you've got any questions about what I've said or going through similar things, more than welcome to reach out to me. I definitely don't know everything in life, but I've been through a lot this last three years. And I know how lonely it can be when you're going through Awakening and you've got nobody to talk to. So yeah, definitely reach out. I'm happy to speak to anybody. Perfect. So yeah, we'll link that so you can get in touch. And if you do want to come hang out with us, connect with like-minded community, men and women, do uh, a cacao ceremony to call in that good energy. We're going to be doing a fire release. We're going to be doing some energy healing, some crystal work and just, yeah, connection with community, I think is just like such a big one, Um, bringing more people like this together in a space that is safe and good energy so we're going to be hosting an event on july not july june 9th in st thomas that's ontario because i had someone ask me if it was like the island because like we've been traveling but no it's in ontario canada if you're so if you're in like the london st thomas area come hang out with us come do some ceremonies come do some rituals and let's create an amazing community here agreed looking forward to meeting meeting like-minded people in the area and growing this community awesome um so i will link that in the show notes below so yeah if you have any questions from this episode or you want to get in touch or you want to join the event everything will be down in the show notes uh linked there and yeah we'll be back soon with with more to chat about